Welcome, welcome, welcome to the special coverage on the Midas Touch Network. Make sure to hit subscribe there down below. We are bringing to you live right now. Uh, Merrick Garland is going to have a press conference. It looks like um, in about eight minutes, uh, we're going to bring it to you live here on the Midas Touch Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Tony Michaels. I'm going to be your host for this live coverage of this press conference uh, of Merrick Garland. We're not sure exactly what he's going to say. We're guessing this is the calls um, for the uh, for uh, the the raid that happened, the search warrant that happened that was executed at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. I think this is what is uh, is going to be about uh, all the calls for that uh, to be uh, done. So we're we're just waiting here in the wing. Um, as you see here, we have the statement uh, getting ready for the Department of Ju at the Department of Justice in Washington for Merrick Garland to come to uh, the podium at 2.30 is the time. So we will keep an eye on uh, the podium here to see if Merrick Garland works his way uh, to the podium. Um, again, you are live with the Midas Touch Network here on YouTube. Don't forget to go down and subscribe to the Midas Touch youtube channel you don't want to miss anything here on the midas touch network and uh, we bring you live coverage we've been bringing you coverage from the january 6th select committees and from great creators from all across the midas touch network we have been bringing those creators to you at uh, the great texas paul we have michael cohen we have lee mcgallan now uh, we have so many other creators um and they just are not coming to mind here so everyone um and keep in your seat here. Keep the video going. Stay with the live feed as we will bring you coverage for um, uh, Merrick Garland giving a, a statement at the Department of Justice. We're, again, we're assuming that this statement is going to be made uh, at this time about the uh, possibly the search warrant that was executed at Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. Republicans for the past few days have been crying, oh, please give a statement, please give a statement. Uh, Merrick Garland's not giving a statement. But here we are. We're at this moment where Merrick Garland is going to give a statement. So maybe they'll stop whining and crying. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt that they will stop crying here. But uh, we will find out soon enough here in just a matter of moments uh, when Merrick Garland takes the stand. Uh, again, this this news is fast moving. Uh, we're not sure exactly what uh, he is um, likely to say. Again, we're guessing here when we say that this statement could be made about the uh, search warrant that was executed on Mar-a-Lago as the, the FBI went to search Mar-a-Lago for the classified documents that were stolen from our White House. They are our documents. They are not Donald Trump's. They are from our office of the president that he had the privilege to hold. Um, so we are going to be um, uh, bringing you that live coverage as we go along here. So be patient with me as we're still trying to see if maybe we can get some guests on here and some commentary as I stay with you again. My name is uh, Tony Michaels. I'm with the Tony Michaels podcast on the Midas Touch Network. Don't forget to go subscribe uh, to our podcast also on YouTube when you get a chance. That would be great for us. Just Go over to the Tony Michaels podcast 
We air every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific, on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And we simulcast from the Midas Touch Facebook page. Some of the Midas Mighty may notice us from over there on the Facebook page. We also have clips here on the Midas Touch Network page. And we also hosted... The January 6th Select Committee hearings uh, back last month, and we're hoping to have more hearings in the month of September that we will also produce for the Midas Touch Network. So stay tuned for that as well. Again, don't forget to subscribe right here on the Midas Touch Network. Don't miss any of this breaking news. You don't want to miss any of it. Any of it, we do want to stay on top of the news in a way that is informed, but also doesn't do the both side stuff and you know, all the BS. We don't want all the BS. We want real news. We want facts delivered to us straight. Um, looks like uh, we may have someone joining us. Uh, let me let me uh, see if we can get do, do, do. We're, we're we're operating this in real time. So you're seeing real time production here um, as we go along. Um, so, um, again, we're waiting for Merrick Garland. It's a few more minutes. Uh, again, we're look here. We're still waiting for the statement from the Department of Justice here. Uh, as we wait, uh, maybe we'll have a few guests ring in and give us their opinion. I'm assuming that this conference is going to be about the uh, uh, the uh, search warrant that was um, executed at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, Brett Mizellas from the Midas Touch Network. Brett, how are you? Uh, are you taking that this is what you're, that's what this, this press conference is going to be about? You know, it's, it's hard to say what exactly it's going to be about. So I don't think we should get ahead of ourselves here. I think I would be shocked if there was no mention of the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago, but I think the news this morning also is very important. I mean, we're seeing violence against FBI officers. We're seeing people try to take guns into FBI offices and attack law enforcement. Uh, and so it's getting really dangerous out there. And so I think Garland really feels compelled at this point to have to go out and speak to the public and let them know to some extent what's going on, at least try to quell some of this violence and some of this violent rhetoric that's coming from the right wing. Um, it's just so horrific what they are doing. I mean, then the alternative is it could be about some Russian oligarch or something completely unrelated. But with the timing of this, I would be completely surprised if there is no mention of what happened this morning in Cincinnati and what happened, of course, at Mar-a-Lago. And we, we know from Cincinnati this morning, it sounds like someone um, who was very upset and who believed the rhetoric that the Republicans are trying to spend in this country. They're trying they're trying to incite violence um, with their rhetoric. Even Charlie Kirk was on his show this morning saying, oh, that's not what we're doing. We're actually saying don't commit violence as as they spend this stuff. Um, you yeah. know, they're trying to absolve themselves of the responsibility that they have for some of this violence, like we saw in Cincinnati this morning, where a gentleman, I guess, brought in a a nail gun and an era 15 and what yeah. it seemed, they call it the visitors um, lobby or something. It seems like this is like where if someone's going to come visit the, the FBI in Cincinnati, this is where you would enter in to get checked in, to go through the building is what it's, it, that, that's what it seems like to me. And then they led them on a chase down I 71 apparently and ended up in a cornfield, I guess. So oh, maybe that's what Merrick Garland is going to talk about. Maybe it is just, Hey, you guys need to calm down and, and try to quell some of this violence because people have been talking about how this is ramping up in some of these deep, dark parts of the web. Yeah, I mean, one of the issues that we're seeing right now is 
Republicans at every step of the way have had off ramps. I mean, how many off ramps have Republicans had to detach themselves from Donald Trump and from this ultra MAGA, psychotic, dangerous wing? And every time all they end up doing is digging in their heels even more. And now it's at a point where they are attacking our law enforcement. I mean, it's almost comical that the party that tried to run on this notion that Democrats were trying to defund the police and back the blue and, you know, anti Kaepernick kneeling and all, all of this stuff, it's pretty remarkable that overnight, they went to literally make their platform defund the FBI and start encouraging their supporters to attack the FBI. I mean, this is stochastic terrorism, and I would hope that the Justice Department is looking at all of these actors. I mean, it's also pretty defamatory to say what they're saying about the FBI on these stations. I mean, they are saying lying, straight up lying. And there's no if ands, or buts. There's no both sides to this. They are lying that the FBI is planting evidence on Trump because they know for sure, they know that what Donald Trump did is much worse than even the public knows. And when we start to find out exactly what happened here, what documents Donald Trump had, and what he was doing with it, it is going to be insane. It is going to be a bombshell. And they are trying to get ahead of that. But to throw our law enforcement under the bus to do it, to totally abandon truth, to totally turn yourself into a cult is just wrong. It's un-American and we need to call it out. And there has to be some sort of action taken upon the people who are stoking this terrorism across the country. I think I think I think you're absolutely correct. The other thing too is these are self-proclaimed domestic terrorists. We watched at the Nuremberg rally, as I've been calling it, the CPAC event that they had in Texas. They they they, they I think they thought it was a joke, but they literally printed on their jumbotron and yeah. said out loud. We are all domestic terrorists, and and they're now they're sitting back wondering why this morning that some person who's got all kinds of ideas cooked up in their head would go to the FBI the FBI building in Cincinnati and try to commit gun violence or violence of some sort or some sort of threat um, to the FBI. They're standing around wondering why that could possibly be. I mean. This is all this is all in the aim, like you said, the, the, the type of terrorism that they're trying to create um, because they can't have any kind of officially sponsored terrorism. Right. Because that would make them a terrorist group. But literally the CPAC event, they called themselves domestic terrorists, said we are all domestic terrorists. Um, we are at a, a weird point in our history, Brett. And we've never seen in our country a time where a uh, one of our major political parties has become the arm of domestic terrorism. And this morning we're seeing that more and more. And maybe that's what this statement's about. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the issues that the media has in in covering things like this, because they are still presenting the party, the Republican Party, as just another idea, another perspective. And that's not the case. We're not arguing details. We're not arguing minutia. There are things that are right and there are things that are wrong. Alex Jones harassing the victims of a school shooting is wrong. When you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and other people in the Republican Party saying that that is political prosecution and that that is an example of FBI overreach, Department of Justice overreach, all the things that they're saying, the wacky stuff that doesn't even make sense that they're saying, they are siding with a domestic terrorist. That's not another side of the coin. We need people to call balls and strikes. We needed people to call things what it is. 
these are the facts. The facts are that the Republican Party is playing to the most radical and the most extreme people in this country, and they are thriving doing that, playing to this small base, but this impassioned base. And they go from CPAC event to CPAC event. I mean, we've all seen right now the CPAC events happening every like two to three days. They each get more and more extreme. They are not meeting with their constituents. They are not speaking with normal people. They are meeting with the most radical people amongst us, and they're all feeding off that energy. And it's about time that everybody from the media to our politicians to you watching the show call them out and let them know these stark differences right now that we're seeing. A party that is encouraging terrorism, a party that is encouraging violence against our law enforcement, against fellow Americans, and a party that is trying to work for the people, a party that is trying to do normal government things and help people lower drug costs, get insulin prices lower, bring down gas prices, bring down inflation. I mean, it's just like a normal party living in reality and a bunch of wackadoos living in God knows where. And we need to call it out. It's not too, the truth doesn't lie somewhere in the middle. There are facts. There are people living in reality. And there are people who are so detached from reality that it has become dangerous. I mean, it makes Jim Jones look like a joke compared to what we have now, compared to what the MAGA Republicans have cultivated here. And it's dangerous. But instead of the Kool-Aid, they're not drinking Kool-Aid that they're passing out. Donald Trump is the Kool-Aid. Donald Trump is the Kool-Aid and they are drinking from that cup every single minute of the day. Well, I'm glad you mentioned calling it out because we w- watched a video <laughs> that is a great piece of content um, in a way that Democrats, not just candidates, but Democrats in general can really start to confront this. Where Beto O'Rourke was at an event last night. He's at a community event. It, it's it's uh, he's, he's giving such a good blueprint for so many candidates because he talks about community, like you were saying. Yeah. He talks about lowering prices uh, as far as drugs and gas prices in communities, giving people education, mental health care in their communities. And last night he was describing what happened at Uvalde, where 19 children and two teachers were slaughtered torn apart by the same kind of style rifle it seems that this this lunatic in cincinnati went to the fbi building was was carrying and he's trying to describe to the to the to the audience there of why it is so important for us to really consider legislation and policy that would prevent those weapons from falling into hands of an 18 year old um uh and then uh i'm not the feed is uh Let's see. I've, I've got a message here. The feed is still going. Is it is it playing on C-SPAN? I'm still trying to see. Um, but anyways, the, the Beto O'Rourke um, gave us a great lesson in how to how to do this. He actually someone and, laughed. And you know him. what? That, that's that's the perfect example because a Greg Abbott supporter in the audience there laughed at Beto O'Rourke when he was talking about the Uvalde massacre. I never in my life thought that would be a liberal issue or a conservative issue, a Democrat issue, or a Republican issue. I thought we could all agree, in the past at least, that school shootings are bad. I think that is a very basic belief, basic humanity. However, that's now become a far-left Democratic belief when they're saying, oh, the far-left, why? What's far-left about that? What's far-left about talking about this massacre? about speaking about those kids, about calling out this violence. Nothing, nothing. All Americans should be doing it. And you sitting there and laughing at it, laughing at those kids, 
That is true radicalism. And Republicans have gotten so radicalized that they're now laughing at kids who were killed in school shootings and supporting the people who are terrorizing the families of victims of school shootings. So we are in a very dangerous place. And I hope that we start seeing action taken against the people who are provoking this stuff. But Beto O'Rourke used his authenticity. He called it out. He said, motherfucker, you know, I, that's not funny to me, motherfucker. And that to me was a brilliant way to come back. And that's, you know, the perfect way to encapsulate why Beto's performing well, like why a guy like a John Fetterman is performing well, because they're real. They're real people who know how to react. They don't bullshit people. They're going to call it out just like it is. And they are setting a template for all candidates across the country to use. Be authentic. Be yourself call out these monsters. It's not a Democrat or Republican issue. These are American issues. And if you're a normal American who wants to see our country succeed, then you should support right now the Democratic Party who is promoting these values. Well, you, what you should also do is you should follow the Midas Touch Network uh, here on YouTube because we try to bring you these issues in a way and in a way of how we should say it. Because that's the thing, Brett, I think so many times it gets lost here is it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. And it was really about how Beto delivered last night. I mean, he said motherfucker, right? You, 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 you brought it, right? And, and I'm, I'm, always, I'm always a guy who likes a good F-bomb here and there. You know me. You know me, I'm I'm the fuck'em guy. But I think more <laughs> importantly, when the when the crowd responded to Beto, it wasn't really about the word that he used, right? It was about the force that he told that person. Like he could have used any other euphemism for that person. You know, he could have said, You may think it's look, look, sicko, you may think it's funny, but I don't think it's funny. And the crowd would have erupted because it's not exactly what he said, it's about how he said it. That word doesn't get a lot of attention uh, for like a viral video to go around. And I think that's important, too, for people to remember, you know, on our show on the Tony Michaels podcast every every day, we try to go through some of these videos that are so important for people to see because you can't take your eye off the ball. You cannot look away. You have to know exactly what these people are, are saying. And the reason why is because if we don't, if we don't, then what we can do is lose sight of what they are and who they are, because they're telling us, they're telling us, Brett, exactly how they want to turn this into a fascist state. You look at states like Florida and you look at like what they're trying to do at CPACs. It, it, they are telling us what they want. Yeah. And, and here's the example that I was speaking about yesterday on Twitter for those who follow Midas Touch and uh, what I was speaking about with the brothers before. If, if you look outside and the Democrats say the sky is blue. And the Republicans say, actually, the sky is made by babies eaten by George Soros. The truth is not somewhere in between those two perspectives. Okay? Could we agree on that? The truth is the sky is blue. And it's up to the media and up to all of us to say the sky is blue. And those people who are saying that other thing, they're lying to you. They're nut jobs. They're crazy. They're cultists. They deserve no platform. But look at how radical and unhinged they are. And they have to answer for this. That's all you got to do. You don't have to say, well, Democrats say the sky is blue, but Republicans, on the other hand, they say that the sky is actually made from babies eaten by George Soros. So uh, Democrats, how do you respond to that? No, that's not what we do here at Midas Touch. And that's what nobody should be doing. The stakes are too damn high. What we are seeing right now in our country, we have never witnessed before. Right now, we need all media networks. We need all of you to be just so unapologetically dedicated 
to the truth and to democracy. And that's why I'm so thankful right now to everybody watching this live stream, because all of you, you are a part of this unapologetically pro-democracy movement. So make sure if this is your first time watching, if you watched us before, maybe you didn't subscribe, make sure that you are subscribed right now to our YouTube channel. Make sure you click that bell to turn notifications are so that you never miss live streams like this in the future. And we put out breaking news videos every single day. We have the Midas Touch podcast, which we broadcast live Monday nights and Thursday nights. So you could watch that tonight live right here on on this channel, the Midas Touch Podcast at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And remember to subscribe to the Midas Touch Podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Tony Michaels Podcast if you want more Tony Michaels commentary. Tony does an amazing job. He does not bullshit things. He does not sugarcoat it. He tells it exactly how it is. I'd also be remiss if I didn't tell everybody that right now we're running a limited edition sale of our Convict 45 pins, also known as convict or convict, depending on if you want to use it as a verb or a noun. And you can get those at store.midastouch.com. I think we have something like 150 of those left. So get on that now, that store.midastouch.com. Really excited to see what AG Garland has to say. But what we got to see right now is that Garland's really been stepping it up. And I think a lot of the doubters out there are starting to eat crow and they're happy to admit that they are eating crow. But I think the actions that we've seen from the phone seizures, uh, from the uh, Pennsylvania searches that we saw yesterday, search warrants of the Pennsylvania Republicans involved in the elector scheme to what we're seeing go down in Georgia, there's a lot happening. And right now we are going to see everybody, I hope, involved with the coup know that they are coming for you. Well, and I think that's all, all all great points because there is so many investigations happening right now. And maybe that's another statement that Garland would make or, or questions that would be asked by a decent media. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But that there's so many investigations because you 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 brought up Scott Perry's phone is being seized. Now, just weeks after John Eastman's phone was uh, seized, and we know that John Eastman and Scott Perry were uh, were cooperating in the Cheeto Dust Kangaroo coup. The uh, that's what I call it. The 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 architect John Eastman who who really put forward this fake electors uh, scheme to steal away our democracy because that's truly what it was. And we see Scott Perry's phone seized. Marjorie Taylor Greene, by the way, is absolutely terrified that her phone's next. It seems like she keeps tweeting. Uh, she wants to defund the FBI. She wants to defund the police because she doesn't want the police to be funded when they get to her phone. I guess I, I don't know if that's what she's uh, projecting or not but also it seems like this national archives record uh uh search warrant is completely separate from everything else not just not just the january 6th but you also have these these uh, investigations in new york civil and criminal and then we have in in georgia the the election fraud and the election uh, yep. uh the scandal in georgia where it looks like trump could have some criminal liability so there is there is um you know criminal liability coming from all fronts uh, to Donald Trump. And it's really surprising for the media, for me to really, to really say that um, this is, this seems political and uh, the department of justice needs to be careful. And it's and Tony, I have breaking news coming in right now that yes. attorney general Garland's remarks will in fact be about the Mar-a-Lago search. He will be speaking about, the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. So that is breaking news right here with Midas Touch. Uh, it's a big deal. This is a big moment in American history. This is a big, big, big deal. I think Merrick Garland was under no obligation to speak 
There are probably limited things that he is still able to say for a lot of reasons related to DOJ policy. Um, but I think this just got a lot more interesting now that we have confirmation on this. New York Times is also reporting that two people briefed on the classified documents that investigators believed remained at Mar-a-Lago indicated that they were so sensitive in nature and related to national security that the Justice Department had to act. Basically, we had no choice. Uh, let, let me let me get news right now. A White House official tells me the Biden White House was not informed was not informed that this was happening. Said we have had no notice that he was giving remarks and no briefing on the content of them. Because once again, the projectionists on the right always like to say, "Oh, it's Biden's Justice Department. Biden's Justice Department." What President Biden did so brilliantly was he separated himself from the Justice Department the way that all presidents for the past few decades have. He's running this above water. And so when you heard the other day, I don't know if you caught Eric Trump's comments, when Eric Trump was making comments like, trust me, uh, he might, uh, the, the presidents always know what the DOJ is doing. They make the orders. They, I mean, you told on yourself, bud. You just told on yourself right there. Because what you admitted, and we all knew this, anyone who has uh, at least a brain cell or two, knew that Donald Trump, that's how he operated his Department of Justice. And that's why I am thankful that this is a true independent investigation where President Biden is not wading into it. And now it's up to Merrick Garland to deliver the goods. It's up to Merrick Garland to hold accountable everybody, no matter if you're the president of the United States or not. And when you see all these Republicans go, if they could do this to the president, they could do this to you. Yes, that's the point. They can do it. To That's you. the point. Right. Exactly. Well, you know that this morning there was a, some some um, I don't know, some moron, some trumped up white dude in California who is running for U.S. Senate. I forget his name um, already. It's really insignificant. But he was saying you, you that, just described th 3000 people. Right. Right. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the point I'm trying to make is that. He said this morning that if if Trump would have raided Obama and seized AOC's phone, that there would have been hell to pay. Well, I mean, the reason why Trump couldn't do that, I mean, I'm sure he would have if he could have, but he couldn't because that is not that is not how it works. Even when you have lackeys like Bill Barr, the head of DOJ, that is still not how it works. There are still guardrails in our democracy. There is still policy in place. And some would say that's the reason why we still have a democracy, because some people like Bill Barr, Mike Pence and others were scared to commit crimes. They didn't know what was on the other side of those crimes. And that is not how it works. The president of the United States does not. He does not have a gasoline button on his desk, Brett. He also does not have a, a search and seizure button on his desk either. That those those two buttons do not exist. Don't exist. On the so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, here we are waiting. You see the podium here. We're waiting on um, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, to come speak. Uh, and it, it is, are you getting on, on the news that you had? Is this going to exclusively be about the raid or is he going to speak more broadly about maybe what happened in Cincinnati? Because I'd really like to see if he or the Department of Justice has already determined that some of the rhetoric coming from the right, the far right, uh, these these well, let's just say it, these Nazi lunatics who showed up down at CPAC types um, and some of our elected officials who are part of the America First Nazi Party. Um, I, I, I are do you think he'll speak on that? Are they saying is he going to um, really talk about the Cincinnati incident this morning or is it just about the search and seizure of the National Archive boxes down at Mar-a-Lago? 
I've not heard any additional details in that regard. Um, what I've heard is what I've uh, what I've said okay. already. Um, what we know, though, is that Trump did, in fact, receive a grand jury subpoena in the spring for sensitive documents that the government believed he retained after his departure from the White House prior to the FBI search of his Mar-a-Lago home. So this has been going on for quite a bit. And we are getting, oh, look, we got some new sealed entries just posted to the search warrant docket. So the DOJ is very busy right now. Um, I mean, this is a this is a major moment. Uh, this is a absolute bombshell moment in American history where a former president is starting to be held responsible for his crimes. Um, and this wouldn't happen if Donald Trump wasn't a criminal. Let's be let's be very clear about that. There is nothing political about this whatsoever. There's nothing political about the Department of Justice following the law and doing their jobs. And they are doing everything by the book, no matter how many times the Republican Party wants to gaslight and try to deny that fact. This is how democracy is supposed to work. And when you see the Republicans complaining about this process, when you see them saying we want to defund the FBI, when you start seeing Republicans say that they want to start firing, once they get into power, they're going to fire and hold accountable all these people in the FBI. What they are describing is that they want to create a totalitarian dictatorship where the president is a dictator above the law and they could do as they please without being bothered by any sort of law enforcement. What they are learning is that nobody is, in fact, above the law. At least they're not supposed to be. The problem for them is they could have said, this guy is a criminal. I'm not going to associate myself with him. I'm not going to get involved in his criminal schemes and become a co-conspirator. But did they do that? No. What they did instead was they all, for the most part, most of them, they decided that they wanted to be Trump's co-conspirators. They decided that they wanted to keep drinking that Trump Kool-Aid and they wanted to go down with the Trump ship. And so now they're at a point where they're like, oh, shit, I guess I deluded myself about Merrick Garland. I guess I believe what people were saying online. This guy seems to be coming after us. Maybe we're screwed here. Maybe we're a little fucked here, you know, Um, (laughs) but it's too late because they hitched their wagon to a criminal and you aiding and abetting a criminal is illegal. The problem is, is that it's not one or two people. It's like the entire Republican Party, pundits, influencers, and they are just either so deluded in their MAGA world, in their bubble of rumble and uh, telegram and whatever else they use for Chan, they're just so deluded by it all, which I think is a portion of them. And then I think there are the people who are just grifting off the rubes, who have been spreading these lies because it's been making them exorbitant amount of monies so much money. And they thought that they could ride this gravy train to the end. And now we need to see justice for all of these crimes, for all of these actions, because that's what they are. They're crimes. These are criminals we're dealing with. I, th- I think you're right. And as we again, as we wait here, I'm going to bring in my my co-host from uh, the Tony Michaels podcast and executive producer, uh, the great Gabe Sanchez. Gabe, Gabe. Hey, welcome. Welcome, Gabe. Um, we're waiting here. We're watching the podium uh, to see if Merrick Garland is going to make his way in a few minutes. I was supposed to be. At 2.30 Eastern, it is now almost 3 Eastern, which is not surprising, really, Mm -hmm. um, if you think it in the grand scheme of things. I'm sure they are measuring every single word, as we know, every single word of this press conference is not only going to be under scrutiny, but it is going to be used 
to stoke more terrorism on the right. I mean, right. they're going to try. I mean, Gabe, you're 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 so astute to this that you sometimes see in your videos even uh, what these people are going to do and how they take the language. Right. Um, what, I mean, what, do you, what do you expect to hear from Merrick Garland here? But really, what is the response, you think? Right. Well, I think I think the response that well, I think first off, Garland is very calculated. Right. This isn't his first rodeo. This is not the first time he's going to be going after. This is, um, you know, the first time we're actually going after a former president. The first time we have executed a search warrant in the home of former president. So we're this, you know, in these regards, we are we are setting uh, new new milestones for for America, which is an unfortunate uh, a series of milestones that we have to sit through. Right. You know, what a time to be alive right now, which is watching Trump, which is a, who is a criminal. And all of the people with him get uh, searched, get their their electronic devices taken from them, you know, subpoenaed, indicted. Like these people are, uh, as, as Brett said, like these people decided to hitch their wagon onto this onto this group. And I think most of it comes from they're so so far along that they can't they can't unhook. They're too right deep now. in it. They're too yeah, deep where they right. have to commit. Like. At a certain point, you could have said, okay, well, this has been fun, guys. I'm out of here. But if you look, I was just thinking about this the other day. If you look at the comparison of 2016 and leading up to the uh, the 2016 election, you had tons of people, whether it be Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, all of these people were very outspoken, calling him a fraud, a terrible businessman, a terrible leader, wouldn't know what to do, incompetent, right? But as soon as he got the nomination, they all knelt before him, you know, and, and kiss the ring, as it were. And even during up to the 2020 election, they continued to commit, right? To commit to an idea that it was Trump or nothing. We had ruined our party of its, of its image and its reputation. And if we do not commit to ensuring our safety, which is under Trump in, in their mind, then we don't have a future. And now... Again, they're too far. They're too far along, and they can't come back from it. So, what I think the response from Garland is going to be is he's going to be, you know, again, he's calculated. He's going to be talking about, you know, I don't know what details he'll exactly kind of show. You know, we had um, Steve Scalise on Fox News complain about how Merrick Garland wasn't having a press conference. Well, you know, less than twenty-four hours later, he's holding a press conference. And Gabe, right? let me let me say this: you know for a fact, right, that in a few hours from now. Oh, when yeah. the Fox outrage machine kicks up, their new complaints are going to be, I can't believe Merrick Garland had a public press conference. They're right. going to just flip it right. and they're going to try to tear apart every single word. They're going to, yeah. I mean, you, you've seen them already. They've gone from this. Why wasn't Trump notified beforehand? Well, that's typically not the way you go about it because if you gave someone heads up, then there's, you know, the possibility that person destroys evidence, gets rid of it, whatever it might be. And then you're like, well, now I don't have it. You don't just like, hey, just so you guys know, I'm going to show up to your house beforehand and I'm going to search it. And you're like, well, so if you, got, if you me... got any documents, so you might right, want right, to hide yeah. them. Yes, we're let me, coming. Let me, just, let me just clean up a bit then, <laughs> right? And so, you know, this whole time leading up to like, this is unprecedented. Yeah, it's unprecedented <laughs> that a former president is a criminal and has exactly. to be. Exactly. It's not unprecedented for the Department of Justice to follow the law and longstanding right, exactly. policy. It's unprecedented for an entire political party and the leader of that party to commit so many crimes and put our national security at stake and right. put our country at stake and put American lives at stake. That's the unprecedented part. Mm -hmm. that, let's start and, there. How and, well, that? well, I mean, I mean, he, he, 
he runs a business that he's ran for decades and decades and decades. It's his family business, it's a private business that he owns, that he controls. His CFO and that business are charged with crimes. This isn't like some kind of obscure thing. Right. His business in the state of New York is charged and indicted on criminal charges for tax fraud. He is a criminal. His business is going to be going to court for crimes. I don't understand mm-hmm. why, why why we even forget that fact. Like when that happened, I was like, oh my God, this is huge. And everyone's like, eh, it, it's just Donald Trump. Of course he's right. a criminal. I mean, are you surprised that the guy who would, you know, uh, fraud people out of money, whether it's steaks or water or a plane or vodka or, or his ex-wife's death, <laughs> right? Or his ex-wife's death, which is like, Jeez. who knows if the documents are there. There's a whole thing, which is like, even people are like, oh, Donald Trump in the, in the fifth amendment, he's been giving, he's been pleading the fifth since his 1990 divorce deposition. This is the guy who was unwilling to disclose certain details during a divorce deposition with his ex-wife. He wasn't willing to say these things because he felt that they would, uh, they might open a Pandora's box of other things that people would know about, right? And and when it comes to jobs that he's created, when he hires a team, there is a long laundry list of times in which Trump has screwed people over. So when people are like, oh, this is so, this is so weird. He's such a good guy. He would never do this stuff. He's like, he literally does it again and again and again. He is a, a serial. Uh, criminal like he will he will crime as much as possible as long as it benefits him and potentially his family members if it also involves him yeah and what these so, people don't so a serial is- a serial criminal is it like the cheerio bandit i'm just i don't <laughs> i don't i don't know i'm just i'm just saying serial criminal exactly. he might be the cheerio bandit i don't know sorry brad i didn't mean what's to- a more what's a more orange cereal i think that's what we well mean. that yeah. could be maybe it's like uh, apple apple jacks are kind of orange maybe they're orange jacks orange jacks, orange jacks. Bandit. Yeah, orange but they wouldn't be yeah, orange jacks or like orange jays or you know some, yeah, something like something off brand. You'd find mm-hmm. in a huge un like unlabeled plastic bag at some supermarket, you know. And this but, is a speculation yeah. coming in from a New York Times national security reporter who admits right up front. He says, this is from Charlie Savage. He says, this is rank oh, speculation. But when DOJ announces a press conference for a particular time and then it is late getting going, it can mean they want something to be unsealed before they talk about it. And it has taken longer than they anticipated for the court to do it. So yeah, that's well, an interesting are, insight. They, if you go to Hugo um, Lau's uh, account here. Two sealed filings talking, in the docket. Yeah, he is talking about the sealed documents. So it looks like it looks like the Department of Justice, and I don't know if this is the plan, to because Donald Trump claimed that it you know, was all BS and the search warrant and mm-hmm. on and on. He could actually publish that search warrant. Yeah, it is he could post it on True Social for all he wants. He, he could post it, it, but he won't because right. it is highly incriminating. Yeah, and right. it probably really shows the depths. And I even saw today a report that said that a lot of people high up in the Republican Party are starting to tell some of the other people, like, "Hey, maybe stop defending this as strongly and stop attacking the FBI because yeah. what's about to drop is going to be horrible." going yeah. to be really really bad so they are anticipating that news which that i think says what they're it unsealing that may be what they're unsealing right. here and what we're seeing across the board is how many tweets have you seen uh, talking heads from these right wingers that say it's the department of justice's fault it's the obama prosecutor or it's the fbi it's the i haven't heard one person say these three words trump is innocent 
I have not heard one yeah. person make that argument. It's everybody's yeah. fault. Yeah, 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 I had to get these documents, right. but well, I have I not mean, heard like, anybody yeah. say he's innocent. It's, well, and know, the other thing you like hear, Trump. no responsibility. Right? Well, the other thing you hear is, oh, it's def- all the evidence you're going to see that incriminates him is all planted. That's all planted evidence. Like they're even they're even putting that ball on the team. It's, yeah. it's how you know it's horrible. That's how you right. know it's you don't need to, like there horrible. are there are legitimate things that happen in law enforcement where people have planted evidence, and that is terrible, right? Especially against marginalized communities. But for someone like Trump, you do not need to plant evidence on the guy. He is a walking cr- serial criminal criminal who is dropping breadcrumbs of crimes. He is and his attorney us- was in the room at the time of the raid. Yeah. And there which are- which one of them? Which which one? Which, which one? The, the, the bad one. I don't know. They're all targeted. Well, Christina Bob went on to Fox News and she was saying that all this evidence was planted, which I'm like. This should qualify you or disqualify you from the bar. Like you should be disbarred for this. I guess the difference is she's saying it on Fox News, which is a fake news channel. Say that in court. Say that in court and see what happens. Say that in court and you will lose your law license so damn quickly. They only have theories. You'll never be able to practice ever. You notice Trump's lawyers, they don't only get disciplined by judges. They don't only lose cases. They lose their entire license to practice the law. Yeah. That is the pattern. And it seems like these new attorneys, whoever the hell he found them, who knows? Well, you know who Christina Bob is? Up. You know who Christina Bob is? What's her background? Christina Bob, she worked for the Department of Homeland Security under the Trump administration. She left the Trump administration or the, the, the Department of Homeland Security during the 2020 election. And she went and she worked for a news station, news station called OAN. Then I've she was. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then she was in the war room. Boom. With Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani, she wrote part of the Eastman memo. Brent. Another, another. So it's another criminal. So they're yeah, all, yeah. they're it's, all criminals. I mean, they're, they're all, all crime. And you know, like you know, it's all the people who have been caught doing crimes or caught doing bad things who are the mm-hmm. people who are defending Trump here. And you could even extend that to you know, like an Andrew Cuomo, who's like the one guy like who's going against the raid. It's it's like oh, because you feel so persecuted yourself, all of a sudden, you know, yeah. it's it's very well, typical. A guy, like a guy a, who's about to get raided would be against yeah. raids. I mean, that yeah, <laughs> it's 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 the Rod Blagojevich thing. You know, yeah. it's like people do acts. CD acts, sometimes criminal acts. And yeah. what they do is they uh, double down on it. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't try to say, you know what? I, I messed up there and I apologize and I'm yeah. going to get my, turn my life around. They double down because they have no other options really right. often. Like they, and what, that's exactly what, what's happening with the Republican party. They, and, those people have, they are stuck in this quicksand and they cannot get out. And I, and no one is willing to help them out because it's like you chose this path, man. You made your bed. You got to lie in it. You are fucked when this shit comes down the pipeline and you are on one of these subpoenas or uh, one of these indictments, like whatever it might be. Someone, someone, you know, they're not also the smartest of criminals either. So they have a history of of being very dumb, moronic criminals where they leave evidence here and there or like don't dispose of evidence or they, you know, some device had all of the incriminating evidence on it and they still were walking around with it. Right. Like they, they say the quiet part out loud and then get mad. Like, um, like this whole week they've been saying how, Oh, well once like Marco Rubio was one of the people, especially he had a video that was basically saying like, uh, we, we would, yeah, I know we will go after these people for what they've done, right? We will seek vengeance is what they're saying because they're going after Trump. And this is so unprecedented in how the DOJ and the FBI are 
pursuing this case. They're going after a former president. This is ridiculous. And so they're saying, that, you know, they they want to talk about Hillary and her emails and uh, and the and how much that she was a criminal. And they're like, oh, but now we're going to do that because we're the victims. We're well, we're the victims. Not they're not the victims. They're the, they're the people. They're the they're the perpetrators. Uh, here we go. Here we go, guys. Here we go. It looks like uh, Merrick Garland is going to make his way uh, to the podium here. I became attorney general. <clears throat> work. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was of premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. Under my watch, that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. All Americans are entitled to the even-handed application of the law, to due process of the law, and to the presumption of innocence. Much of our work is by necessity conducted out of the public eye. We do that to protect the constitutional rights of all Americans and to protect the integrity of our investigations. Federal law, long-standing department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis of the search at this time. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them. 
This is all I can say right now. More information will be made available in the appropriate way and at the appropriate time. Thank you. Thank you all for your questions. But as I said, this is all I can say at this time. So there you have it. We have um, Attorney General Merrick Garland coming to the microphone to give a statement on the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Um, very brief. <laughs> Gabe, he didn't say much. I don't think he mm -hmm. wanted to say much. No, um, or he couldn't say much, right? Like we, we were potentially waiting on uh, on documents to be unsealed. And it might seem that those things uh, didn't happen in the, in the time that they wanted. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was clear that Merrick Garland did want to say, he's like, eh, look, I can't, I told you, I cannot say anything more than what I just did, right? He came out there to defend the FBI because they have been attacked by the right-wing media and Republicans saying that, oh, the, like we said before we, we watched, right? Like the fact that they were just doing their job. They were following law and order. The thing that that party, the Republicans always say, just comply, follow law and order, the rule of law. And when it comes against them, they want to attack the person that is just doing their job, which is the FBI, right? Um, so I think it was very important for, for Merrick Garland to talk about that. Obviously, we didn't get everything we wanted to hear, like what was the actual basis for it or what the search warrant was, was approved for. But um, it, it obviously seems like it's a much larger, uh, you know, shit show that's happening behind the scenes. Well, let me bring in uh, Brett Mizellis again. I think he, he lost connection there. Um, Brett, did you did you uh, hear what Garland said? From what my take is, is two things specifically that he personally approved this. Um, so that fact, we now know that Merrick yeah. Garland personally approved and put his signature on this. So he did know this. Um, the other thing too, is he, he, um, he went in the boxing ring to defend the FBI here. Um, yeah. He had a very long statement about the FBI and the integrity of the FBI and the department of justice. Um, it's not surprising though, that the sitting attorney general would defend the FBI. I mean, that, I mean, that that's far for the course. But more importantly here, he was calling for people to stop, stop attacking them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there were three main points. And of course, my Internet uh, went out the second the hearing <laughs> nice, started. Nice. I was like, I was like, the stream drop. I was like so worried. And then I already noticed everything in my house was off. Anyway, uh, deep state attack. I'll let you decide. Yeah, that might just, be kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so but what we do know is I think there were three main points here. One, that Merrick Garland said the DOJ filed a motion to unseal the warrant for the search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. I think that is the first point. Two, that Merrick Garland personally ordered, personally approved the search on Mar-a-Lago, which a lot of people were speculating was not the case. Um, he also reiterated the fact that he's unable to conduct this investigation in the public eye for many reasons. And that one of the reasons is to protect the people who are under investigation, which is a point that I, I think Republicans are neglecting to mention that Merrick Garland is actually protecting Donald Trump's constitutional rights by not coming out and speaking about every detail of what's happening here, because everybody has a presumption of innocence, even somebody as criminal as Donald Trump. And the third thing, uh, let's see, he did that. He did that. Um, yeah. And he, he said he'd provide more information. He said he was unable to provide more information. So we're going to have to just wait now on the Department of Justice to let, let these investigations play out. 
But what we know is that this is coming from the highest levels. They clearly are finding this a threat to our nation, and they are taking action. And we're not going to know all the action that the Department of Justice takes in many cases until it happens. And this is something we've been saying here on the Midas Media Network. And it's something that I hope all of you guys are able to take to heart now that you've heard Merrick Garland say this numerous times and see the actions that the DOJ and the FBI is taking. Well, I have a clip here of him actually talking about the unsealing of the documents. Let's listen. Since I became attorney general, I have made clear that the Department of Justice will speak through its court filings and its work. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was of premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. Since I- so reiterating the fact that um, just what you said before he came on, someone was <clears throat> speculating that they were waiting for documents to be unsealed. And then once they were unsealed, then he could walk out and say they were unsealed because mm-hmm. he couldn't say they were unsealed without them being unsealed. Right. You know, and, you know, yeah. the ball's in Trump's court. If he wants to go ahead and beat the DOJ to, to it and release the warrant, do right. it now. Do it now. Put up or shut Actually, up. Actually, okay? uh, we, we might want to go over to Truth. We might want to go over to True Social and see what's uh, yeah, going you on. Can see, you can see what's going on over there. I'll let you check. I don't have an account. I yeah. know you have some burners. <laughs> you you don't um, have an account over there? Oh, I man. Don't, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. But what I'm honestly really thrilled for, though, is that steadfast defense of the FBI that Merrick Garland made. Because the things that we are hearing right now from the right wing, from Fox News, from these right wing influencers, from some of our top Republican politicians... The defamation, the defamatory statements, the violent threats that they are stoking against FBI agents, Department Mm -hmm. of Justice officials, career government workers is absolutely un-American and despicable, and they should absolutely be ashamed. And I think what he was doing a little bit, I think a little bit, I think he was sending a bit of a warning to the people. Mm like the Kevin McCarthy's, like the Jim Jordan's, like the Marjorie Taylor Greens that say you do not want to go down this road of disparaging this agency. Right. But not only that with fire, but also the people that decide to show up to an FBI building with a nail gun, thinking that they can overtake the FBI to save Trump from this unfair persecution. Right. Like the idea, Tony and I were talking about this earlier on the show, which is the idea that some guy would show up with a nail gun thinking that he was going to save the day. Like these are the people that, that support Trump. These are the people that are part of the cult that they're thinking that they could, Oh yeah, let me, let me, let me go in with a nail gun. Like what, what do we do? Like what reality do we live in? It's the same people who think it's the same people who think that their AR-15 is going to beat the government's tanks and drones. Right. Exactly. Not going to happen, buddy. Not going to happen. So stop it. Quit the bullshit. Become an American again. Break the cult. Stop bowing down to this leader and start, start, Acknowledging the Constitution again, start acknowledging human rights, start acknowledging what our country was founded on and start working to make this a better union and not a dictatorship. You're Mm -hmm. living in a cult. You are living in a cult, Republicans. And you could this is another deciding moment. You could stand with democracy or you could continue to go down to the ship because Merrick Garland has his eyes laser set 
on Donald Trump and on all the coup plotters and on everybody who put our country at risk, whether it be through national security means, whether it be January 6th, he is pursuing these. So you are not above the law. Guess what? These politicians who you bow down to, whether it's Ted Cruz or Donald Trump, they don't give a shit about you. They don't. I am telling you that. They don't give a shit about you. So you could go do their bidding, be their lemmings, be their pawns, or you could be your own person and join American society again. Join normal Americans who actually want to see this country succeed. Well, and if you want to do that and you want to join uh, Americans and listening to the truth delivered right to your right to your phone, uh, follow Midas Touch right here on YouTube. The Midas Touch Network brings you not just breaking news, but we produced um, every single January 6th elect hearing. And we bring you videos every single day right here on the Midas Touch Network YouTube channel. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button while you're here. You do not want to miss a thing. Hit the bell notification so you get a notification every time we have one of these great clips that works its way. And speaking of great clip, I have another clip here of uh, the press conference where he's talking about defending the FBI. Let's listen in just a little bit on this. Federal law, longstanding department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis of the search at this time. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. I think that's important what he's saying there, because we we got news um, either late last night or early this morning about that the grand jury was working with Trump to get these records back in June. Yeah. Like this, like mm-hmm. this is not something that they did not see coming, right? Like right. they didn't see it was the exact day, but by they the way, knew he could have played consequences. He could have played dumb, Tony. He could have said, Oops, I took these documents. My bad. They must right. here they are. Take them back. Yeah, no, what else do you need? I, I, I yeah, you want to take a look? Sure. He could have played along, played yeah. dumb. You could have been like, just I didn't pack the documents the back. It showed up. Yeah, it was U Haul. I, right. I got her to U Haul, <laughs> $7.95 an hour. I didn't know. <laughs> Right, those boxes were supposed to go to the National Archives, and right. somehow they Oops. worked their way on the U-Haul truck. Right. Yeah. Well, but but don't you but don't you think that this gets at where uh, the Trump supporters that the, the lawyer is saying there's planted evidence? Um, he's terrified. He won't release the search warrant. Um, you know, it, maybe he will in advance of the Department of Justice releasing it publicly. But it it really feels like to me. In this situation, when Donald Trump acts this way, there's something more than just he took the records. There is something that he did with them, something he planned on doing with them, something that is happening here that is well beyond, well beyond he just had boxes of our records. Because I want to point that out to everyone listening, that those records that he took are not his. They are ours. This is our government. We are the government. We are the people. He just had the privilege of having that office. That is our office. Those are our records. And me and Gabe have talked about this several times. I'm not sure how Donald Trump actually gets a presidential library. I don't know if they open up like a coloring book factory or what they do. Let's make a presidential jail cell. Well, that could be. But here's the thing. 
a lot of people don't understand that the presidential libraries are actual the National Archives. Those are government buildings. We, the government, fund them to hold the records that were made during that person's time in our office. And that is what that National Archive for the presidential <laughs> library is made. What do you I, was got thinking, I was just thinking of the ridiculousness of last night, Fox News trying to act like documents going to the Obama presidential library to uh, talk about the history of <laughs> oh, his. Well, that, that's the same thing as funny, a madman stealing. Funny you should bring that up. He has officially sent a post or posted on Truth Social. Trump said, I continue to ask. This is four minutes ago. I continue to ask what happened to the 33 million pages of documents oh. taken to Chicago by President Obama. The fake news media refuses to talk about it. I was that. just making fun they of it as the dumbest fucking talking point on the planet. And that's right? what they're running with. And now guess what? All those Twitter bots that you interact with online, Tucker Carlson, all these, they're going to open it up and, and say that. And the way Tucker will do it is he'll probably say something like, and Obama stole 30,000 documents, uh, 30 million documents. That's true. Yeah. We know that's right? true. But so why is the well, FBI, you know, like he says a matter of it. We know that's true. We know that's fact. Um, and th this is okay. So that's their new talking point. And it's going to keep shifting. It's going to keep moving the goalposts, mm -hmm. but that shit doesn't work. It might work for his crazy people on truth social. It's not going to work in the court of law. And I mean, he's got a real reckoning, a real reckoning coming. I want right. to say for all those uh, watching right now, um, if you want to support unapologetically pro-democracy, independent media, you can click the dollar sign right in the chat right there. Every dollar sincerely helps us to be able to put on these streams for you, these live streams, our content. Chat, and think about chat. it. If everybody right now watching put in $5, we'd be able to fund so many of these live streams. Mm -hmm. So thank you in advance for all your support. Thank you for supporting independent media who's not afraid to call a fascist a fascist, who's not afraid to call Trump a criminal. I think we need more of this, and I hope we could all set an example. Here's here's the actual official statement here. Uh, excuse the crude uh, putting up on the screen, but here is the statement that he just made on True Social. Um, again, what happened to the 30,000 million pages of the Obama blah, 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 yankety smackety. It's all the same stuff, right? Just oh, lies, shut lies, lies. Yeah. And that well, was from three hours ago. So that means he's just spitting out the same talking points. Three oh, hours really? ago. Really? That was three hours ago? Yeah, three hours ago, he said, what happened to the 30 million pages? No, of thought... course, he uses Barack Hussein Obama, because why wouldn't he? Yeah. But if you then look six minutes ago, he says basically okay, the well, same, same, same uh, truth that, you know, because he truth it out there and whatever the well, shit they say on the website. Called. But yeah, it's I... basically the same thing. He's more specific. It went from 30 million to 33 million pages of documents. Oh, well, well, let, let me tell you something. Again, this goes back to my point that I was trying to make the the the. Barack Obama Presidential Library in Chicago is a federal building that we fund that the National Archive runs. The National Archive, the same group of people who showed up at Mar-a-Lago to get their shit back that he took from us. Um, and that's the point. Here's here's the statement that Gabe's talking about. I continue to ask what happened to the 33 million. So he changed. So he didn't know what he was talking about before when he said 30. Yeah. Now he's changed to the 33, of course. Um, but uh, here again, we have the Cheeto Dust mobster continuing to try to spin this into I'm not the criminal. They're the criminal. It's right. them. It's not me. You're looking in the wrong spot. Do not look at me. Please do not look here, here or in the safe. Don't look right. in the safe. Please don't look in the safe. 
I don't know. I think him actually, you know, with these statements is incriminating himself, to be quite honest. Um, I think that's why he actually brought up the safe, because they took something out of the safe that is going to be very, very, very significant piece of evidence against Donald Trump. That's the way I see it. Um, is that that's why he brought up the safe because he's terrified what they took out of right. it. What do you make? And it's also, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say just a quick note. It's also important to remember that they took 15 boxes the first time they went down there. And now they have an additional 12 boxes or so that they, that they got from Mar-a-Lago. So the whole idea that Brett was bringing up too, is like, he could have played dumb. He could have said no. Right. But instead he was like, okay, fine. Here are the boxes. And then still held on to some thinking that somehow the national archives would think, Oh, you know what? We we got them all. We're good. Okay, you're good to go. Of course, th- they're going to know. I think that these people are going to regret calling for Merrick Garland to speak out, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to regret calling for the DOJ to unseal these documents. Uh, I think they they keep chasing this truck, and they've ca- officially caught it, and it's going to come back to bite them in a big way. And there's really nothing they could do about it. I mean this. This this truck is moving. This truck is moving. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no escaping it. There's I mean, nothing. they're definitely regretting uh, having Merrick Garland not be on the Supreme Court for sure. Yeah, good decision, like, folks. Good decision, yeah. everybody. I'm sure you're regretting that a little bit right now. I love a little bit of karma. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, the fact is, I know Merrick Garland's gotten a lot of criticism, and I know that there are a lot of people who want him to move quicker, and I think most people want him to move quicker, but I think what's important is, is that he's able to bring these people to justice and to understand how vast this criminal conspiracy is. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like an entire political party in our country. That's never happened. That's never, that's never existed before. And we have a guy who is like the all-star of prosecutors in the AG's office. I mean, look at Merrick Garland's history. He's like the number one prosecutor on the planet who could do this job. So I think with his recent statements, I think with with more importantly, the recent actions that we have seen, I think we owe a little bit more of confidence to the mm-hmm. work of the Justice Department throughout these investigations. Yeah, something, something I want to add to what you just said is like, I, I totally understand, like as humans, we we definitely right now, we live on instant gratification, right? So when the idea that you know, those whispers of Trump did something illegal years ago, you know, during the administration. And then we hear about January 6th and all these things that have followed. We're like, let's go, Merrick. Like that's, I totally understand. And I empathize with everyone who has said those things like do your job. Right. I've seen memes of him trying to, or saying that Merrick Garland should act quicker and do it right and all this stuff. But keep in mind that if the DOJ were to rush it, Without any sort of preparation or evidence that they had categorized, you know, working with January 6th to basically log and categorize and document everything they need to make a case just on that one, right? This is just separate. This is totally yeah. separate, right? We're, it's totally separate from Georgia as well. Like, there's all these things that are lining up. And the DOJ, you know, can only act quick enough to do their job. But also, they have to make sure that it's like, if you don't, if they weren't in, properly prepared, then we would rush it, and then we could potentially, you know, lose a case or lose an indictment, and not actually be able to go after Trump the way that we should. So I think like patience is a virtue. That is something that we need to remember here in doing the job. And now that people are seeing Garland actually come forward and give a statement and talk about this, people are like, okay, I see that you guys were working this whole time, you know, and yeah. you were doing your job. Yeah, no, I mean this is I mean this is historic, and you're all here right now at 
uh, it's such a historic moment in our nation's history. And so, you know, I want to thank everybody for joining us here for this coverage. I want to thank Tony and Gabe for, uh, you know, working, moving super quickly to deliver this breaking news and this press conference to you all. And I hope that everybody here follows uh, their commentary by following the Tony Michael podcast. Uh, it's available anywhere you get podcasts and they have their own YouTube channel. Make sure you go there and subscribe. And we tonight are doing a new episode of the Midas Touch podcast to cover all the news. So make sure that you follow the Midas Touch podcast, follow the subscribe to this channel right here and go right now to your podcast apps and follow the Midas Touch podcast. I think, you know, I just want to go back to a point we made earlier here that when the search warrant news broke, the biggest question everybody had was for which crime, mm -hmm. for which crime is this about? Because Donald Trump has so desensitized us to the crimes that he's committed and he has committed so many of them that it has broken people down and made people believe that there will never be justice. But now we are seeing the chickens come home to roost and I am excited to see these investigations progress. And I think we should all stand with the Justice Department here. And we all need to speak out and be unapologetically pro-democracy, not both sides anything, and tell it how it is. We need to tell the truth. That's our obligation. That's our promise to you. And I hope that you do the same. On that note, I got to go get some work done for our podcast tonight. So I'm going to get back to that. But I want to thank Tony and Gabe. And I want to thank all the viewers right here um, for your continuing coverage of the Merrick Garland press conference. Thanks for joining us, Brett. Really you. appreciate you hopping on today. Thank you very much. Thank we'll talk, you guys. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Talk to you soon. Bye. Mm. See ya. Um, so, so Gabe, it, it really, it looks like um, if I, if I can, I want to go to, um, let's see if I can pull Twitter clip. here. Well, I, I, I have a few tweets that I want to show. If you can find yeah. anything too real quick um, while we're wrapping up the coverage here, uh, because I haven't seen that they're they're actually um, uh, releasing those documents quite yet. Um, it looks like here Hugo has a tweet here. It says DOJ adds in the circumstance involving a search of the residence of former president. The government hereby requests that the court unseal the notice of filing and its attachment, which is docket entry 17, absent objection by former President Trump. So it seems like that they're going to they have the authority to unseal it, but mm -hmm. they're waiting for um, the actual person who was searched, which would be um, the former guy, Donald right. Trump, uh, Cheeto dust mobster, grandpa poopy pants himself to object to this, I think is what they're doing. I think that's what they're waiting on here. I'm, I, I think that's what this is saying. Um, so I, I don't know exactly when these records will be released, but we'll be waiting for them here and we'll try to bring them to you. Um, if we get those documents while we're on the air here again, I want to thank everyone for joining us today for this special coverage on the Midas touch network. Again, follow here on the YouTube channel of Midas touch uh, to get breaking news, not just uh, in live form, but also in clip form. Uh, mm -hmm. They're doing a great job breaking down the news and clips and bringing yeah. to them as quickly as possible. Also, if you would do us a favor, go over to our YouTube channel, follow us at the Tony Michaels podcast, and you can also download us on all the favorite directories, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, you can download our show. We do a show every single weekday, Gabe, Monday mm -hmm. through Friday, two full hours two-hour live show Monday through Friday, unapologetically pro-democracy in your face. We do not give a fuck. And then we'll on Saturday. On. That's right. 
And on Saturday, we've got a recap of the best of from the week. Because we know there is, I mean, just on the show itself, there are 10 hours. But I mean, keeping in mind that even this week, uh, there's been a lot of news that has been thrown at us. Um, And so we give you a best of on Saturdays, which is a nice little recap of kind of the, the highlight moments, whether they're interviews with people or their actual news itself that we've covered. Um, well, and on Sunday, we actually, on Sunday, we take bonehead of the week. I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone's our followers here, but if you're not our followers, we do a special segment on Friday. So tomorrow, tomorrow. on our YouTube channel, every single Friday, and the second hour of the show, we go through bonehead of the week. Here's what happens. We actually put a poll up on our Twitter page at Tony Michaels pod. We put up the poll there. You go vote. You decide who is the bonehead of the week. You vote. You decide. And then every Friday, we break down who the bonehead of the week is for you on the Tony Michaels podcast. Mm -hmm. So don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and you can vote on YouTube. You can also vote on Twitter. So don't forget to go vote for bonehead of the week. We'll break it down for you tomorrow on our show. So go over to our channel, check it out. We do it live. We also again, put up bonehead of the week on Sundays for you to download on all your favorite directories, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, leave us a great review. And again, don't forget to subscribe here at the Midas touch network hit that subscribe button hit the bell notifications you're not going to want to miss a thing thanks for joining us folks um if if we have any breaking news i know the midas touch network will bring it right to you right here Mm -hmm. on the youtube channel so stay tuned go follow them on twitter follow us on twitter don't forget to to get all the love there and we will we will see you soon in this live coverage of the midas touch network thank you and have a great day Thanks, everyone.